Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is episode 32 of Unplugged and Undeniable. I am your host, Jesse Velasquez, and with me today is four-time CrossFit Games athlete, soon to be five, Taylor Williamson. Welcome, Taylor. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. So you are currently in Knoxville, Tennessee, and you are there for PA school. Yep, that's correct. Uh, Go into that. How has life been juggling PA school with fitness and moving as well? It's been it's been challenging for sure. Um, And at first, you know, we didn't move to Tennessee with anything in mind as far as CrossFit Um, coming for PA school. I started in October. Uh, Pretty much I, I thought I was done with CrossFit. Um, to get into PA school, even during my interview, they were like, hey, you know, we saw this in your extracurriculars, you have this going on, you know, you're not allowed to have a job while you're in school. Um, and being a CrossFit athlete seems like to them anyway, seems, seems like a really big deal. Like it takes a lot of time and energy and focus, which they're absolutely correct. Um, they're like, hey, you're not going to be able to do this anymore when you get to school. And I was like, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, I'll stop. We're good. It's time to move on. It's time to just be a PA. We're going to do this. And then this opportunity presented itself. I was like, yeah, no, I can do both. <laughs> I'm going to keep being an athlete as long as I can. So yeah, when we first moved down here, I wasn't really planning on getting roped back into CrossFit, but here we are. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> distributing your day in between PA school and then traveling. And I did overhear a podcast earlier where I think Monday through Thursday you were in school. And then during the weekends, you're, you're training quite a bit. Um, how has that been mentally, physically, all states? Yeah, that's, it's fatiguing. It's difficult. It's definitely not sustainable um, or like for, for long-term. It's not a, like a way that I would choose to live my life because it is basically like juggling two full-time jobs, um, which I know like a lot of people do realistically, but it's just, it's hard. Um, and I'm a person that likes to do the thing that I'm doing really, really well. And I feel like to do two things, you have to kind of give a little bit in both areas if that makes sense. So like, yes. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not the best athlete I can possibly be and I'm not getting straight A's, but both of those things are okay. Um, because I feel like I'm able to do both of these things decently well at the same time. But yeah, that's usually the way I explain it is like Monday through Thursday, I'm full-time student, just trying to snag some workouts when I can, trying to work on my gymnastics, trying to work on my weaknesses, but making sure that I'm really hitting school hard um, and putting my energy into that. And then come Thursday night through, through Sunday, I'm really trying to hit, you know, CrossFit hard and trying to do all the things that are, you know, difficult and scary or whatever the case may be. Um, and putting my energy into that and then just kind of studying whenever I can basically. Which is absolutely incredible that you were able to balance all that. And you mentioned that you're, do you feel like you're operating both modalities at like 85, 90%? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. And, uh, and that's not just on me either. I mean, I have a lot of help from my fiance. He pretty much makes all of this capable and the team as well, just being able to work with me and, you know, like work with my time constraints and I don't know, I'm needy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, so in the growing up in the Midwest, we'll backtrack to just teenage Taylor and upwards. Um, did yeah. you envision yourself being in healthcare and then describe like life you're from originally from Iowa or Kansas? 
Kansas. I'm originally from Kansas. Yeah. Yep. Growing up in Kansas um, my whole life, I was a volleyball athlete growing up, but I did, you know, soccer or not soccer. Why do I say that? <laughs> volleyball, <laughs> basketball, and track. Um, stopped soccer in third grade. It wasn't my thing, but yeah, high school athlete. Um, always liked, liked school, pretty big fan of like classes and stuff, but um, I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go like professionally with my life, but healthcare was kind of always on my like horizon, you know, kind of thought about uh, med school for a while and then realized that was like a million more years of school and decided absolutely not. Cause I think they have to go for like 12 years after, after bachelor, like it's forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's not my thing. So um, crossroad opportunities kind of popped up here and there too. So I ended up being in Iowa then after I graduated college for a CrossFit team I was on then. And, uh, within that time frame, I got a job as a medical scribe in an orthopedic facility. So I kind of got to, to work on both sides of, um, I guess my future at that point, getting my feet wet with, um, like seeing what PAs do on a day-to-day basis and kind of seeing what the medical world was like, um, and getting a lot of like good hands-on experience too. Cause my boss is really cool. So he let me kind of do whatever was in the realm of like legality more than like a normal scribe would do. So I just did more than like taking notes. I got to room patients and like interact with patients and take histories and just kind of like getting my feet wet there. So, um, kind of slowly over the years, uh, decided toward medical field. I, I like it. It's kind of my thing. What really drew you to the medical field? Um, probably just the opportunity to, to interact with so many different kinds of people and to, to just help them. Um, which is, it's kind of like a deciding factor for what, what field I want to go into. I don't know what exactly I want to do, but I, I like ortho because uh, there's a problem and you get to solve it, if that makes sense. Like there's a broken bone, you fix it. Or there's, there's always like an answer to the problem versus a lot, a lot of medicine is just like, you know, okay, well, your blood pressure's high. I'm going to need you to do X, Y, and Z. And maybe they do it, maybe they don't. Like, I feel like I can actually have a specific impact, um, which makes me feel good. I like things that are solvable, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it really does. And I yeah. guess I'll, we'll dive into like the medicine part here as well, even though I know you're more focused on the healing aspect from a physical and joint standpoint. Um, medicine and me being a health and fitness professional as well, I feel that um, in any, like, there's a lot of different ways where you can just tell people to eat a little bit better, to move your body a little bit more, and then um, you're actually going to get healthier. You won't need a medicine. Do you, do you feel that just because maybe we're in like a billion, it's like billion dollar industry, like pharmaceuticals and things like that. Do you feel that maybe sometimes doctors like kind of shortchange it and they, um, they don't give people the easy way out? They'll just throw somebody on a medication? I think that's absolutely something that happens. Um, and I can't say that from experience necessarily. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been a lot in a lot of clinics or anything, but just like from an awareness standpoint in our, in our society, I think that definitely happens. And I think that's a lot of what um, like we're taught to as, as physicians or as PAs or whatever, is that the solution is the medication, which is, it's, a, it's true because it is a, a method to an end, mm-hmm. but it necessarily like the sustainable or healthy option or healthiest option. No, because there needs to be a lot of, um, holistic change as well, I feel like, which I think is something that's kind of unique to the CrossFit community. Like we have an awareness of that thing that um, maybe your regular, you know, person that drives an hour to work each day and doesn't work out and, you know, nine to five job, maybe just your ordinary person isn't necessarily as aware of those sorts of things. Um, CrossFit definitely does a good job of like incorporating the overall message of health 
into their teachings, I think. Yeah, and that gets lost in translation somewhere, which I really don't know where. Um, do you also find yourself not necessarily pushing CrossFit, but like when you're um, assisting patients and maybe they're asking you questions about getting healthier, do you help them and just tell them this is the way, fitness and nutrition? Dude, I am not even there yet. I am uh, <laughs> I'm two quarters into just didactic, so I'm still in just like book learning. But honestly, when I when I do start clinicals and when I do one day want to get a job, I think I'll be able to offer a really unique perspective compared to a lot of other PAs and nurse practitioners and physicians just because of my background. Um, just a different, I just have a different upbringing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as um, awareness for health in a different way. So I think I will be able to kind of help patients um, just be educated in a different sort of way with how to be healthy. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see where that'll take off as well. I believe it. Were your, was, was your family very like balanced? Were they health conscious or did you learn it as you were growing through junior high, high school, college? I'd say a little of both. Um, my family was a pretty, you know, pretty normal family. I'd say we weren't like health freaks by any means. And um, I was always like super into working out and super into running and, you know, sports and just working out and being the best I can be physically. I don't really know where I got that from though, honestly. It was just kind of something that fell in, I fell into naturally, I think. Obviously, with your volleyball background, too, was there what incident or what uh, life circumstance led you to start CrossFit and then get hooked on it? Yeah, so I played volleyball for forever. Um, growing up, I mean, middle school, high school, club tournaments, like the whole shebang. I don't know how my parents did it. Like they were there for everything. Mm-hmm. We went on so many trips. Like it was always like my, my focus. And I'm like, I want to do this in college. I want to get a scholarship to play volleyball. Ended up getting more money for academics, which is always the way I feel like it goes. There's way more money in academics for most people, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be a volleyball athlete, um, which I was always like pretty decent, but I wasn't the most skilled. I was just athletic. I was in shape and I could jump high. I'm not the tallest. I was just able to kind of compensate, I think with athleticism. And I started to realize like in college, um, you know, we had weightlifting and stuff for volleyball and like most of the people, most of my teammates, like <laughs> they weren't into it. They just wanted to kind of rush through it, get through it and then go to practice and play the sport. And I'm like, man, I really want to squat heavy. And I would like kill myself in the weight room. And everyone's like, what is she doing? Like, we have to practice after this. And I'm like hobbling away because I squatted as hard as I could. And um, I'm like, man, why, why are my focuses so much different? Um, and I started to kind of realize I liked the conditioning parts of practice more than the sport itself. Uh, and I think it took me a long time to kind of come to that realization. Same thing in, in high school, though, looking back, like I liked line drills in basketball, but I didn't really want the ball. I didn't want to have to deal with shooting. I didn't want to have to do any of that. I just wanted to do the, the hard work, the grunt work. Um, so I was first introduced to CrossFit uh, before volleyball in college. So the summer before I left, uh, just as a way to kind of get in shape and get myself ready and um, it was like your, your old 2012, uh, style CrossFit at someone's mm-hmm. house, garage gym, um, in Junction City, Kansas. So she's actually moved on to an affiliate now, Christina Spencer. She, um, runs Junction City CrossFit out of, uh, Junction City, Kansas now. Nice. But back in the day, it was out of her garage. She taught me basically everything I knew at the time about CrossFit and learned how to snatch. And I just enjoyed the struggle and I, jo- I enjoyed the, the new movements and being really bad at stuff and seeing improvements. Um, and I think gradually through CrossFit that just, or sorry, through college that it kind of just switched in my brain. Like I really like learning how to do pull-ups and man, going upside down is terrifying. I need to get over that. I need to figure it out. Just the constant challenge 
it was fun. Yeah, the whole the, the variation of CrossFit is tremendous, and it's something that I'm sure you always preach it too. Um, I'm gonna backtrack just a hair with PA school and elite level fitness where you are right now. Do you feel that there are similarities and little intricacies that we, as a general audience, may not know? There definitely are um, in a lot of ways. Like obviously, PA school, you're not physically taxed, but just the way that you would approach things, like from a mental energy standpoint, it's so similar to, to CrossFit, honestly. And it's, I've found that like my brain has kind of, and like brain power, I guess, have kind of like adapted to be able to being able to handle the volume of PA school in kind of the same way that your body kind of gradually adapts to being able to handle the volume of like doing a lot of workouts in a day. So it's kind of the same thing. Like none of these workouts are very hard. It's just the amount of workouts and then the intensity at which you do them. Same thing in PA school. None of the information is really hard. None of it's hard to understand. It's just like a water hose has being, is being sprayed in your mouth. Like you're just trying to scramble to keep up with it. Basically. Um, just learning how to deal with, with volume, I think is the biggest thing I've noticed as a similarity. That is a tremendous similarity. And you're obviously yeah. going to be faced with uh, larger challenges once you're out of school. So you just being able to handle what you do, not just there, but also on the fitness floor is going to really serve you well, I feel, in, in both in both uh, avenues. Yeah. Next question for you. Since you were the grunt, you, you describe yourself as a grunt person. Like you, you love the process. And you didn't care about like being the quote unquote like star athlete. Um, obviously, that's serving you well right now. In terms, when, did, when did you finally realize that, hey, I'm holy crap, I'm like really good at this CrossFit thing. Like, I don't know if it really happened in one single moment because I was never like good from the start. Um, I had to work really hard to be decent and then keep working really hard to be like good, if that makes sense. Um, but I'd say back in when I moved to Iowa, um, I was a part of CrossFit OC3's team for um, what, four years there, three years. Um, and I started to have a realization that I had some like skill sets and I was, you know, decent on a team and I had some big holes and I needed to work hard on those holes, but, um, I thought I could be pretty good. And it was something I enjoyed working on too. So that's a big deal. You have to be able to enjoy the work you put in or else it's just not something that's sustainable long enough for you to get good. If that makes sense, you can work really hard for three months and get burnt out and then it, you won't get anywhere. It has to be like years of work to be like truly like elite in this sport. Um, but yeah, I think just through my experiences with CrossFit OC3 and then Seeing, seeing my weaknesses improve enough to be like not catastrophic, um, if that makes sense. Uh, I think that's kind of when it clicked in my brain, like, okay, yeah, we're pretty good at this. <laughs> Before you, or actually since you've been with OC3 for so long, was there ever a period of time where you felt that you could go the individual route? Um, I guess I thought that was the only route for a long time before I moved to OC3. So sure. Yeah. I, I did like granite games individually before that. And like a couple, you know, local comps, stuff like that, but nothing, nothing like too crazy. Um, I, I think I even did the open one year individually before I moved to OC3. I have no idea how I did. It wasn't, I was like kipping pull-ups. I wasn't like a good open athlete by any means. I was just your average, like I'd say upper level class athlete then. Um, but yeah, as far as awareness for individual, that was the only thing I really knew at the time. So that's what I kind of thought I was maybe going to do, but then tried team out, loved it. Haven't looked back, <laughs> never want to look back. It's way more fun, um, more rewarding. And it's like, you want to work harder for your team. 
honestly, it's just, it, it keeps you uh, held accountable and you just don't want to like let anyone down. So you want to keep working on things you're bad at and you just go harder in workouts. Looking at that now too, do you feel that there is a little bit of a different mentality between the individual process and then being on a team? I think definitely. Um, even just from a training standpoint, you have to train a little bit different, but there's, there's definitely a mentality change because you have to think about how you fit into a group of four or into a whole. So uh, for example, if you're a guy and you're really good at running, but you're not as good as the other guy at running, really, you only have to be as good as your girls most of the time. So you probably don't need to kill yourself running. You need to work on the other things that you're bad at that will hold the team back. Or like me, for example, I'm probably the worst at gymnastics on the team. So that's the thing that I really need to work on that and, and running because Andrea and I are pretty much the same running, give or take, but it's probably more me right now. So those are the things I need to work versus if I was looking at myself from an individual standpoint, I would have different focuses, but you have to kind of keep in mind what the, the factor will be that holds the team back and the why. So I'm attacking the things that I think everyone will be standing around waiting on me on, if that makes sense. So it does, it does kind of shift because most of the time you're, you're trying to think about things in term of, terms of where you fit into the whole versus just where you fit into yourself. Yes, that makes complete sense. Have you had help along the way? I guess another question is, have you, do you feel like you've been the leader of a team of four? Is there a leader in a team of four? And um, where do you fall on that pack line? Um, well, I think obviously CrossFit Mayhem's leader of the team of four is Rich Froning, um, without a doubt. But I think that it just kind of depends on the wad too. So if you find, if it's a wad that's like super good for, for one of us, like maybe we'll take over more of the calls or more of the, the leadership position, I guess. Or um, for example, if I know that it's like a ring muscle up wad and say I'm paired with Chase, Chase Hill, our other, our other guy, my only goal is going to make sure is going to be to make sure that I get my muscle ups and his goal is to be the leader and to make sure that they're synchro because it's so much harder for me than it is for him. So there's all sorts of different sorts of leadership um, that I think that people don't really realize when it comes to a team because they see the guy on the front of the worm with his thumb up. All right, he's the one that's the leader, but but not always. It, it comes down to a lot more like intricate sorts of things, just depending on who you're paired with and what the movement is. Um, so I think there's, there's a lot of sorts of trade-off there with leadership. Yeah, because communication obviously is the biggest key, specifically in a team of Big four. Time. And then when it was six, too, I mean, it's, it was the exact same way. But it's also communication, I think, in a way of life is extremely important. How you yeah. do it is another thing, but I digress there. Andrea Nissler, so she is from my area here in Minnesota. When did you meet her? And then how did the partnership come about? And was it natural for both of you? Um, yeah, when did I meet her? I think I first noticed her at Granite Games. In 2016, maybe we were both on a team there. Pretty sure she kicked my ass. Um, she was with Kelly Wild back in the day, and they mm-hmm. were like, they were like the it pair. Like mm-hmm. those girls were so good, and they were so fit, and they were so good together. Right? So I'm like, oh great, they're on a team against them. You know, maybe we'll be able to keep up. So I think that's like when I first kind of uh, knew Andrea. But I think I first reached out to her in 2017, um, just randomly on Instagram. Like we had never even talked. I just like replied to one of her stories about something dumb. And at the time, OC3 was looking for another girl. Um, I don't even remember the exact circumstances, but we, we needed another girl uh, for the team of four. That was the, sh- that was the year it shifted. And uh, I just kind of reached out to Andrea on a whim, like, hey, what are your plans for the year? You know, what are you thinking? Um, and she didn't really have any plans as far as the team went. So we had her down for a visit in Iowa and it just kind of clicked from there. But 
Yeah, it's been, it's been supernatural, um, especially just because we're so similar as athletes. So it's just kind of matched in a lot of ways. So if you are similar in terms of like stature, physicality, maybe even endurance in the cardio piece, do you, do you feel that that hinders the team in a way or um, just because you're so similar or just because you both are so well-rounded that it, it actually ultimately becomes strength? I think you definitely need to have well-rounded people, but it's always better to have people that are well-rounded at the same time, but that are similar. So like the things that are strengths for Andrea are also things that are strengths for me for the most part. Um, like we're both decently good at cardio, decently good at gymnastics, but we're both very strong for, for team athletes, I'd say. And that, and we move like the same kinds of way we do the same sorts of sets. Those things are definitely beneficial on a team because most of the time you're doing stuff synchro anyway. So if you have a team of, of specialists, they cancel each other out a lot of the time. And we're all the same height, which is something people don't really think about. But if you have girls on a team that are, that are taller, at least like the same size as your guys, it makes the worm so much easier. And it, it puts less like weight on the guys too. Like it's more evenly distributed, um, which is always like beneficial. We've had teammates in the past that have had like short teammates and then we got on the worm with them and they're like, wow, this thing is so much easier. This is insane. We're like, yeah, we told you it it matters. Like height, height makes a difference. So maybe that's one part of CrossFit that tall people might be useful. Um, But yeah, overall you want to have athletes that are are pretty similar on your team. And you think about that. I I think individually that you see the male average like height would be between five, eight and five, 10 for like your elite level. And I think Matt Frazier might be five, six, uh, ladies, I would, if I can conjure it up like five, two to five, four, um, do both of you like fall in that category? I'm guessing you're probably both in a little bit in the taller end. Um, I don't know what Andrea is. I think she's maybe five, six ish. I, uh, well on a volleyball roster, I'm five eleven, but for CrossFit, I'm five nine. I'm yeah. probably 5'10". I don't know exactly. Um, so I'm definitely like upper limit. I'm as tall as you really want to get, uh, which is definitely kind of hard sometimes. But, you know, it is what it is. You do what you can. Absolutely. Do you feel that you've overcome some things just because of your height? Granted, it, it's not a curse. I mean, <laughs> in everyday life, but just in oh, yeah. terms of like the sport that you've chosen, CrossFit right now, do you, do you feel like you're, you're up to the challenge and you've conquered some things? Oh, definitely. Um, Dude, biggest thing probably would be burpees. <laughs> Those are hard for tall people. There's a lot of stuff that's hard for tall people, but burpees, I feel like I've done so many and like dialed in technique and like different sorts of technique for different things. You wouldn't think it's that technical with a burpee. And for, for most people, you don't really have to be that technical, but when I'm trying to like compensate for four inches each way, like up and down, you kind of have to like do everything correct to stand a chance. Um, so yeah, definitely some overcoming there, but you can't let that be an excuse in your mind either. Right. Um, I, th- I, s- I find a lot of tall athletes are like, oh, well rep, you know, their, 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 uh, reps are just shorter than mine. So of course they'll be faster. I mean, Brent Fikowski doesn't say that, you know, he True. figures it out. There are tons of people that figure it out. Just be fitter. Honestly, don't let that be an excuse by any means. Yeah. To have to have that tremendous that that competitive mentality in the i would say more positive spin on things is obviously obviously um, serving you well there too Um, i'm gonna backtrack just a hair with nutrition and fueling yourself when you started competing over the last six years has it changed has it stayed constant i definitely changed a lot um it's a learning process for sure and i don't even really think i took nutrition seriously until 
like 2018. <laughs> um, and the biggest change for me came with when my fiance moved from Michigan to, to Iowa to be with me. And he started just being more present. And I guess you could say he was my like quote unquote nutrition coach mm-hmm. um, because he like we did the macro thing for a while and I absolutely hated it, but I, I learned a lot from it and it was definitely necessary at the time. Um, and I leaned out a lot with it, which is what, what my goal was at the time, but man, never do that with your fiance. It's just not, <laughs> it's not a good idea. There was a lot of nights that I went to bed hungry and angry and just, he knew I was lashing out cause I was hungry, but it just is what it is. It's a learning curve. But yeah, I think um, overall just learning the balance between like what you need based on what you're doing and just learning the signals your body are sending, if that makes sense. So like I've learned, I need to eat a lot of carbs, like Mm -hmm. a lot of carbs and I'm pretty generally low fat. Um, That being said, like I don't track my macros anymore. I did for a while, but I just kind of got a feel for it. And just with like time constraints right now, that takes a lot of time out of the day. If you, if you really track them and they keep track of it well, but just. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus eat protein to body weight or so give or take. Um, I eat a carb every time I see it essentially and just try to limit fat. That's, that's how I am now, but it's just been a huge learning curve and being able to eat enough without eating like crazy amounts of, you know, donuts and ice cream and stuff like that. Learning over the years. Absolutely. You have to flex that in on occasion because I feel that like you, with the way, the volume and the intensity that you work out at, you need to be almost stuffing your face more or less. Um, do you have a pretty solid like, base of maybe like every two, like after every workout? Because I'm assuming, and actually diving just a little bit into this as well, um, fueling yourself for workouts during your day and then the structure of your day with mayhem, like how many workouts you guys are doing on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, well, as far as the eating goes, at least during my week with school, technically, I hope no one in my school listens to this. Um, technically we're not (laughs) supposed to have food or drink other than water during classes Mm. or like anywhere else, but the student center. And I don't know why probably just to keep things clean, but I'm like literally stuffing my face all the time secretly. Mm -hmm. Like, in class, I'm always snacking. Like it's kind of a running joke between me and my friends. Like, oh, she's eating again. Are you serious? Um, but yeah, I'm always pretzels, you know, uh, graham crackers, just very simple, but like kind of kind of heavy carbs um, just throughout my day constantly. Um, and then big meals like chicken, rice, broccoli, things that are salty, a lot of salts just to make sure I get enough sodium. Um, so like very opposite of you know, your traditional, like limit your sodium intake, 
don't eat a lot of carbs, limit sugar. Like I'm doing everything wrong essentially, but right for what I am doing right now. Correct. Um, that's kind of what my Monday through Thursday look like. And all my classmates are just like, why is she not fat? You guys like don't understand what I'm doing when I'm not here. Um, and just squeezing workouts in between classes or before after school kind of thing. And then at mayhem, it's just pretty much, um, just because of the, I think the amount of working out we do and the time we spend in the gym, it's, it's a lot of liquid diet. Um, Mm -hmm. and with Tennessee starting to get really hot and muggy sweat a lot. So it's a lot more like, you know, Gatorades and, um, just whatever you can find that it's kind of sugary Pedialyte P10. I drink a lot of P10, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just a lot more liquid kind of stuff. And then big meals, uh, mostly at the end of the day, it's hard to eat when you're training throughout the day or only have a couple hour break. And then, you know, you're going to go to the hot gym again. Um, so I, I kind of eat a lot at night is the way I kind of find a lot of calories, but yeah, it's, it definitely changes throughout the week and throughout the year, just depending on what you're doing. Absolutely. There's a lot, and I'm assuming that just because everybody at your school is so focused on getting through the program and being their absolute best that they, some of your, some of your classmates might not even know like who you are and like what you do and are they ever inquisitive? Do they ask you why you're doing this? Yeah. Um, for sure. The people that I'm close to so backtrack, there's like what 83 people in my class. Um, and just with COVID restrictions and social distancing, we're usually split with, between two classrooms. So I'm, I'm like more, uh, more close with the one classroom I'm in, but there's not a lot of like interactions, mostly lecture, but from, from the people that I know and the people I've grown close to, they're definitely just like, wow, she's burning this candle at both ends. Like, how is she doing this? But it's, it's all about like what you're accustomed to and like how much you're, you're willing to work hard and, and suffer, I guess, and why you're doing things really. Um, so like what may seem hard to one person may not seem so bad to another person. And that's just how life is, I think, across a lot of different domains. Um, and like I said, it's not a sustainable lifestyle at all. I'm looking forward to a break, but we'll get there. And I'm liking what I'm doing so far. That's huge. And again, a year or two is very, if you look at the long game throughout life, it's short term. So this is going to be short term competitive days as well. Just looking at the end goal. So you know that you can put this all together now while you're still young. Absolutely. You'll you'll be fine. How many schools did you apply for to get into PA school? Um. Let me think about that. So I applied a couple of years, actually. I, it's super competitive to get into PA school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the statistics are that it's actually more difficult to get into PA school right now than med school um, based on number of slots allotted and number ap- number of applicants. Um, so there has been a shift to, to the PA physician for sure here in the last five years or so. Um, but I think I started applying actually in like 2017 or 18, but I only applied to one school then and... I didn't really want to get in to be honest with you. Cause I was like really enjoying CrossFit and like, I was not ready to grow up, not even a little bit. So uh, I applied to one school my first year um, in my second year applying. I think I applied to two schools, but I like applied at the last minute, like again, kind of just not ready. I wasn't there. I was really enjoying my work as a scribe. I was enjoying my work environment. I was learning a lot there still. And I was just like really liking CrossFit and getting the chance to train and coach at OC3. And I was having fun. I was having a good time. Um, and then this past year I applied to, I think five or six schools, um, very early. I like had, I had my shit together this year. Um, and, uh, like I worked hard on my, my personal statement. I did all the right things. I made sure all of the, you know, 
dots and lines were signed and I, I got into a school in Phoenix and a school here in Knoxville. So I chose Knoxville um, based mostly on the start times because Phoenix would have put me starting there like in the middle of summer and it just didn't really work out well for what me and my fiance had going on at the time. So chose to come to Knoxville and here we are. So before I get into the follow-up question on that, your fiance you said was in Michigan. Did you guys meet in school? So we, we met at a Granite Games after party actually Um, in 2016, I think. Um, So that's where we first met. And then we just kind of started talking online, kind of went quiet for four or five months. Then it kind of restarted and we just kind of started talking every day, honestly. And it kind of spun off from there. Um, So eventually he moved to Iowa and then he was our head coach at CrossFit OC3 for almost two years. Um, And then we ended up moving here. So, yeah. How is that having your fiance as a head coach, which I, to me, it's mind boggling. My father coached me growing up and he was always hardest on me for (laughs) obviously. And I mean, it's obviously because they maybe see some maybe unlimited potential that you don't, but at the same time, they're picking on you. It almost feels like they're picking on you. How was it for you? I think that we both helped each other grow a lot. Um, him as a coach and then me as an athlete. I think that he's got to see a lot of the like competitive side and like elite level athlete side of of CrossFit, which has helped him grow a lot and be prepared for um, the job that he has now. He works with Proven with Tia and Shane now. Um, So I think that that's kind of, it's been, it's been huge because not a lot of people his age or with his experience or background have that insight to like, okay, this is what a games athlete trains like. This is what they have to do every day this is what it's like week to week. And it's like very different than your average, like uh, class member, or even like upper level, like sanctional athlete competitor. It's just a different level of training and a different level of sacrifice. Um, so I think in that aspect, like he's, he's gained a lot from his relationship with me as an athlete. And as an athlete, I've gained a lot with my relationship with him because he's kind of straightened me out nutritionally, um, had me kind of start prioritizing things like sleep, uh, getting enough calories that are the right kind of calories and just kind of uh, like, oh, I hate this, like an emotional back, back backbone too. like he's someone I'm allowed to come and vent to or talk about things if I have a bad day training or whatever the case may be. So a lot of like coach type things um, and also just fiance type things. There's been a lot of growth in, in both aspects for both of us, I think. I believe it. Are you able to separate the two, just the, the coaching side, the helping side, and then of course your, your relationship? Um, just between the two of us? Yes. I don't think it's really separated. I don't think it really has to be, you know what I mean? I I don't think, um, yeah, I think that we just are what we are to each other. I don't think we have to necessarily label it, but that being said, sometimes I think I am a little snottier to him than a normal athlete would be to their coach, just because we do have, a different sort of relationship. Um, like yesterday in the gym, I don't know what he told me. Like, he's like, your jerk looks really bad right now. You're completely forward. You need to sit back in your heels. Like you're just muscling through this. And like, if you're going to do it bad, you just don't even need to be doing these reps. And I was just like, my, my erectors, like they hurt so bad still from Mm 21.2. Um, like literally I'm trash. Like I'm doing my best here. And like, we started, like, I, I, retorted back to him, even though everything he said was like spot on. Um, I'm just like, Ugh, you know, he can't talk to me like that. Just like a, it's a different sort of relationship. But I think at the end of the day, you know, if I'm a little tenser with him than I should be like, I'm pretty good about realizing it or vice versa. It's just, is all about being able to communicate well at the end of the day. 
It really is. And you, you, I'm assuming yeah. you both have such strong personalities that it, it actually really helps to have that, that strong mentality and take constructive criticism. That's the biggest thing is just being able to realize like this is constructive and he wants me to be better. And that's with like anything in life, not just my relationship with, with Nick. Um, just being able to take a step back and look at whatever you're doing objectively and at least be able to hear what people are saying and think about it and think, okay, well, I'm going to take this into consideration or I'm going to ignore this, not just automatically shutting down and, and not being able to handle, you know, the criticism or the feedback. Um, you should always be able to take a step back and, and think about it from an outside perspective. Absolutely. So you got into school in Knoxville. You had a choice between there and Phoenix. You chose the shorter path in terms of um, years to get, to get this, to get your PA school accomplished. Um, this is obviously going to lead into the mayhem freedom question. And now that you and Andrea are teaming up with Rich Froning and Chase Hill, um, who approached whom to team up? Um, so order. Rich approached Chase, of course. Um, <laughs> they are cousins. And I think, I don't know when they decided to do the affiliate team thing. I don't even really recall when it was announced. I think it was around January 1, technically. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. There were rumors flying around about affiliate for a long time. So it was kind of on everyone's radar, but Rich asked Chase. Um, I had been with Chase a little bit before school started. I had been at his gym training with him a little bit. Um, Nick works out there occasionally too. So we were kind of like on each other's radar. Chase reached out to me um, sometime end of December ish. I was like, Hey, you know, this affiliate team thing, it's going to happen. Do you want to do it? And I was like, I don't know, maybe I got to like petition my school and try to get a couple of days off. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm in as, as long as I'm allowed to without getting t- kicked out, basically. Um, yeah. So he asked me, I said yes, tentatively. And then we were kind of poking around for girl options. Um, and then it was going to be Tasia for a while, but Tasia retired. She decided to step down. So then we we're like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, you know, I could ask Andrea. I'm not really sure what she'd say. Cause I know it's a different sort of commitment with her, commitment for her, but um, I'm pretty sure she'd be in, you know? So then I gave her a call and it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, it sprung off from there. I was pretty sure she was going to say yes as long as she was allowed to with mm-hmm. her obligations there. Um, she was like, yeah, I guess I'm in. We'll do it one more year. So then it, you know, spiraled from there. It's because I know I had her on this very same podcast about four or five months ago, and she was just settling in as owner of Gopher State. Yeah. Gopher State over there. So she said she was actually, you know, I'm, I, I'm training. I'm not training my normal training. There are times where I'm cleaning toilets and I'm just scrubbing walls and I'm really enjoying that part. I don't mm-hmm. have much shelf life left in terms of being an elite athlete. Do you feel the same way in terms of like your shelf life? I think I shouldn't because I'm only 27. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel that way. We'll see. We'll see how much longer we can do this. Also just with, I don't know, life obligations and stuff. Um, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to say like, this is my last year because I probably said that three times now and I just keep getting roped back in. Same with Andrea. Really. We keep saying, all right, this is the last time. And then we do it again, but 
we'll see what happens. You do have a longer shelf life. That's for sure. I mean, you're not, I don't feel that you've hit your athletic prime. I think like, well, yes, you're probably there right now. I would say like 27, 28, 29. And it's hard to really tell what an athletic prime is in CrossFit these days. Cause it's, you, we're not really judging the data. It's only been around for 15 years, 16 years. And who the hell exactly. knows? Yeah. There's so many like, different factors that go into that too. No, there, there are a ton. Um, I had a follow-up question, but I'm going to kind of go forward here. What is something that we as an audience don't know about you that would surprise us? <laughs> um, ooh. I am a huge uh, mustard fan. I put mustard on essentially everything. I know that's a weird fun fact, but that's fun fact number one. Love mustard. And if mustard doesn't, doesn't go on it, like cinnamon and honey probably will. So those are like, I'm very simple when it comes to nutrition. Those are like my two, my two spices. Um, fun fact number two, I've never been on a roller coaster and I never yeah. will. Terrified. <laughs> so scared. Won't do it. They are very nerve wracking. Are you a honey Dijon? You're like the grainy mustard, the good stuff. I'm not um, picky, but I like yellow mustard the best. Just your plain okay. old normal mustard. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like a but, lot of them too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing like hot, hot dogs are probably going to be involved here and there for you. I'm not opposed. <laughs> you shouldn't be. They, they're synonymous with mustard. Yeah. So now I recalled my follow-up and final question for you before we get into the quick ones. Okay. So predecessors, people before you that are involved in the medical field, like a Julie Fouché, have you reached out to them for advice on balancing um, your schooling right now with elite level fitness? I'm pretty sure Julie Fouché is the only one. Um, That and honestly, Luke Schaefer, he's kind of in the same situation as me. He was uh, on my team in 2019 um, because he just started med school too. So um, but no, I haven't really reached out to Julie at all. I don't really know her at all. And I don't want to be weird or anything, but yeah. I thought about it. I've honestly thought about it a number of times. Um, but yeah, I talked to Luke a lot and we kind of, you know, talk about strategies and struggles and laugh together and cry together, if that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. but no, I've never reached out to Julie before. Okay. So how do, um, how does it go with the back and forth between you and Luke, since you're both going to the same thing? <laughs> um, a lot of just laughing at mutual struggles um and a lot of like office memes the office <laughs> yes and a lot of like uh, the office gifts that's how that back and forth goes <laughs> that's something that i know they like andrea and i bonded on and on, on the podcast the very last part is that are you also an office freak i'm assuming you are just like she is oh huge yeah Oh my goodness. Yeah. I could talk for days upon days on it. Um, eventually like once you get the time, you might've already done it, subscribe to the Peacock network. (laughs) No, I haven't yet, but yeah, I'm sad it got off the net off Netflix. It's only on Peacock now from what I'm told. Yes. And then, uh, are you a Schitt's Creek fan? Huge. Love Schitt's Creek. That was like my, once the office, once I got through that a couple of times, shifted to Schitt's Creek. Love it. Oh, very, very similar, obviously in stature. Um, kind of, and not necessarily a spinoff, but similarities are huge yeah in my in my garage which is my gym clearly in my garage gym um i have this big banner i think andrea actually sent it to me she's like you need this it's like this big huge yellow banner it's, it's dwight Schrute, and it says stay fit don't be an idiot <laughs> it's <pretty good>. it's <laughs> awesome actually <laughs> oh yeah and for those who have not seen the office please go out of your way just to watch the first couple of episodes i guarantee you'll be hooked oh it's so good <laughs> 
And if you don't, you just have an extremely weird sense of humor. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know about yours. <laughs> All right. You're f- actually, we're going to change this to six quick questions. Number one, what is your spirit animal? Horse, probably. I don't know why. It just is. Any specific type? No. No. All right. Question yeah. two, how do you drink your coffee? How do you like it? Um, in large amounts. Very large amounts. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter how. <laughs> So cold, cold press doesn't mean. Okay. Well, we have a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty, pretty big fan of that. We got that for Christmas. Um, but yeah, I drink way too much coffee for, for what's recommended. That's for sure. Also a huge fan of Starbucks. We have this fancy coffee machine, but I still like pay for coffee. It doesn't make sense. It is what it is. <laughs> you have a long drive in between Knoxville to Cooksville. So I'm assuming you're going to spot a Starbucks probably every five to 10 miles. Oh, exactly. Yeah. What's, what's your order there? Oh, it just depends on what I'm feeling like. Um, I really like like the cold brew sweet cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also really like the Starbucks double shot on ice, but they just changed the name to something else. So I don't know how to order it anymore to get it to be what I want. I haven't figured it out yet, but it's like, I don't know, five shots of espresso and, and some water or something. I don't know. Sugar. <laughs> Lots of sugar. <laughs> oh, baby. That sounds amazing. I'm assuming, yeah, you're supplementing like four times the water. Otherwise, you're going to be a dehydrated oh, person. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> question three who is your favorite either musical artist currently or all time mm, probably little wayne yeah pretty straightforward uh, you have a favorite album of his uh probably the carter four or three probably four kind of changes okay yeah, yeah. i know that three is very universally lauded yeah yeah nice. okay question four obviously you don't have much time for this these days but what's your favorite leisurely activity um well these days probably just setting aside like a night a week or a night every other week to go on a date and that sounds really corny but just date night with my fiance I don't know if that counts as leisurely activity but uh just like spending time not on our phones not worried about school not worried about work just like literally in the moment uh having a conversation at dinner out somewhere together that's my favorite of leisure <laughs> in the current climate though that's huge but n- and not just that even when we quote unquote revert back to normal you i mean that's just relationship 101 you need that that time together and also for yourself yeah absolutely question five i'm gonna throw this curveball in here we're about yeah we are we're three hours away from uh, 21.3 what is your prediction um well, I think there was a, a rig or a bar or something involved. So I feel like pull-ups, toes to bar, or something like that. I don't think it'll be bar muscle-ups just because they had wall walks instead of handstand push-ups. So I don't think they'll be as complicated as a bar muscle-up, but I don't know. Who knows? And I feel like thrusters because they do that every year. So maybe a thruster pull-up of some kind. That's going to be my prediction. But what do I know? <laughs> we'll see. No. That, that seems to be the universal stance on that too. Do you think they're going to throw something heavy in there kind of as a – like a point two. I don't, mm, I don't think so. Just because I think they're trying to make it super accessible to everyone. But that being said, heavy could be relative. If it's some kind of max, I could maybe see that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that has to be a separator. I feel that the first two, um, the first two open workouts have catered to people with pretty good engines, but it's been more body weight based, I'd say than anything. And you need yeah. something that's going to separate. Granted, we are going into like 10% of everything now, um, yeah. for quarters, semis and things. Yeah. Do and you- if they don't have something heavy, I think they'll, they'll make the, the next stage a little heavier to kind of weed out 
I don't know. It just kind of depends what they're looking to, to breed into the top, I guess, but they'll definitely put something heavy either today or a couple workouts over the next stage. Which is definitely needed. Your final question, since you, I'm assuming, obviously you're in the sport of CrossFit, you're an extremely competitive person. You have never tasted gold at the games. Is anything short of a podium at the CrossFit games, in your opinion, a failure? Yeah, definitely. That's the expectation this year is to win um, as it is every year, but yeah, definitely anything less than that's a failure. I mean, yeah. it's, it is the time Taylor. <laughs> exactly. So, and with everything that you, everything that you're going through and, um, just with school and all of it, it's extremely impressive that you're able to balance that. Do you have any words of advice for those who are currently in a program, but also want to, um, improve their fitness going forward? I'd say time management is probably the biggest thing. So just being very aware of where your, your pockets of time go during the day. And um, when you're at school, don't leave school. So like if you have 30 minutes between classes or an hour between classes, don't waste time to go get coffee, like work, work on your homework because you like clear up so much time at night. If you can just stay at school the whole time you're there and work. Um, So that's like huge for, for just time management. And the other part of that, I think it's just like, don't, don't compare yourself to who you're around or whatever, because then you end up just feeling sorry for yourself because you're, you're, you have more stuff going on. So just stay in your lane and like, remember your own goals. Um, and don't feel sorry for yourself because the, the, the opportunity that you have, if you to, to work out and to be healthy and to be fitter, it's a blessing. It's not, it's not a curse. It's not something you feel sorry about. So I think just time management and just being thankful for your opportunity. Those are the two biggest things. I absolutely love that last piece, staying in your lane and don't throw the comparisons out there, which helps you as well. Like you were talking about your, your date with your husband and just unplugging from everything. That is something that needs to be done more from a societal base. Absolutely. 110%. Taylor, this is our outro. Um, promote anything near and dear to you. Could be social media, anything like projects, stuff like that, where people can find you, check you out, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can check me out on Instagram if you want. I post sometimes when I have time. <laughs> um, all my posts are things that make me smile or make me happy. So uh, follow me if you want. Um, and uh, if you want to get P10 performance, a follow too. They've been supporting us for years and I literally drink their drinks every day. It's not just like a, I drink this, but don't really like, I really enjoy their product and, and use it a lot. And I think it's really helpful for, for anyone looking to be, you know, a little fitter, a little healthier and stay hydrated. So yeah. Do you have a particular favorite P10 um, product? Yeah. The coconut lime hydration. Um, It's like a ready to drink can. It's big. It's so good. Like everyone that I've ever given them to are like, Oh man, yeah, these are really good. Um, They're like flying off the shelves in any gym that they're in right now. So yeah, check that one out if you want. For sure. I actually think Andrea said the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I got to go back and look at that. Uh, Taylor, I truly appreciate taking your time out of your tremendously busy schedule today. Um, This was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And again, you can find everything that Taylor mentioned um, just in passing here about P10 and following her on Instagram under the header here in the podcast. You will be hearing this on a Monday, so it'll be after the Open. We're assuming that her prediction is going to be spot on for the open here coming up later on today hope so yeah and for taylor williamson my name is jesse velasquez this has been in your recent episode of unplugged and undeniable we will see you on the flip side